What's up, Wilderness? You folks are listening to episode number two of the new Hockey Wilderness podcast. My name is Ryan Quigley. I'm your host. You can catch me on Twitter at RP underscore Quigs. And uh, guys, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, there's, If you're looking for silver linings, if you're looking for really anything positive to be just be happy about, uh, you came to the wrong place, baby. Uh, there's not a whole lot of good things when it comes to the Minnesota Wild right now. I'm just going to be dead serious. They're first 0 4 0. Obviously fantastic start. Um this is this is the worst start in franchise history. Uh, they're coming off a game that they should have come out ready to play. Their home opener, first game at home of the season against a Pittsburgh Penguins team that has been decimated by injuries and they blow it quite badly. Um it's not good folks. Things are things are quite bad, but you know what? Maybe someone, maybe there's someone out there who could, uh, who could add a little positivity to this whole. Uh, yeah, what do I even? Lindsay, come in and help me. This is just I, I can't oh, say positive things. At you're the expecting me to bring positivity. Oh yes. This is an interesting change of events, ladies and gentlemen. The voice you're hearing right there is at Lindsay Brown thirty five. That is her hey. Twitter handle. Lindsay, thank you for joining the show once again, second week in a row. You know what? All right, of so course. here's here's what we're gonna do. Yes, I'm introducing you as if you're like a guest. Yes. Like n- next week, I'm gonna introduce you as a guest one more time. Then from there on out, I'm just gonna say, and there's Lindsay. And there's Lindsay, <laughs> that one in the corner. Yeah, the one that you are well the, aware of. The at token this point. female, at least today. Yeah, today. Pretty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? Well, I'm exactly. the token male. So. I, oh, I mean, we're both tokens. Yeah, we're both pieces. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. Lindsay, mm-hmm. s- seven to four loss to the Penguins last night for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. How much? Like, I, I know we. So you and I, for those of you who don't know, Lindsay and I are both on the Vegas Golden Knights beat also in Las Vegas. And so mm-hmm. it's we, we're we kind of juggling between the the Wild and the uh, Knights yesterday. But um, how much of the game did you watch? If any, I watched the first period, and then I just kind of caught the highlights afterwards. And my God, it just it, this looks not good. Yeah, I was pretty plugged into it on Twitter during the Knights game because when you're on Twitter, you just happen to see things. And obviously, I still follow a lot of people from Minnesota being from there. Uh, and watch the highlights, kind of watch some of the the game recaps just to kind of get a feel for the building, for right. the feelings with the, the team, yeah, yeah. you know. And it's not great. And you're right. There isn't a lot of positive things to be taken away from a loss like that or any of their losses that they've suffered, which are the only things that have been marked in any sort of column in terms of their record. And it wasn't even during the game either. It was no. before the game even started when no. they were doing player introductions. This is kind of funny. They introduced Victor Raskin. The arena was like silent. At least they didn't sound. boo. I, yeah, that's yeah. so Minnesota, though, because yeah, it's right. like we don't you can tell based off of what the fan base and just how everything is presented with Victor Rask, how little of a fan most people are of him and you're a philly fan you're from a different part of the country you're not from philadelphia you're from virginia but most people will be like yeah yeah most fan bases would be booing like crazy exactly and we're just like golf clap yeah Yeah. we'll give you we'll give you an acknowledgement of your existence and that is about it yeah that is about it and it was just not a great effort i mean i shouldn't say effort. it was just not a great performance across the board last night but they did score four goals so at least there's that. There is that, but those goals were mostly over or, uh, garbage time anyway. So Ryan, it's just like stop being so negative. All right, I do have one positive thing. Okay, one, Victor Rask 
didn't look useless yesterday. At least early on in the game, from what I saw. He actually looked okay. Mm. Like, and this is, we talked a little bit about this on last week's podcast. Like, he used to be a 40-point player. He He has the contract for a reason. He had 40-plus points in two consecutive years when he was with Carolina. Correct. And then, um, you know, he just kind of, I don't know what happened. I don't know what led to it, but he just kind of fell off really hard. Mm -hmm. And now he's in Minnesota, and he wasn't great last season when he got after he got traded and i mean this is the first game we've seen from him this season but i mean he wasn't it wasn't like he was just so bad like get, kill me now right bad. you know what i mean he was what, okay what, he's not going to be that big of a minus when the entire roster is kind of a minus i didn't want to like totally dump gallons of hydrofluoric acid into uh, my eyes like in the, oh, that's, that ep- that's, that, a, that's a high bar you're yeah, setting there yeah that episode of breaking bad where oh, there's boy. The, the dead guy and they fill it with hydrofluoric acid and they the melt bathtub. him through they the bathtub yeah yeah like i didn't want to do that to my eyeballs well that's him. that's a plus for you that personally. certainly is a plus yeah what so it's good because it, i bought some hydrofluoric acid just in case oh well interesting so, you, you were probably flagged for that in yeah. some way shape or form so victor ask obviously makes a season debut last night right ryan did not own the press box it's it's what? a concern what it's the a concern. Hell is happening. I, with it's Ryan a concern. Donato. I like Ryan. I think Ryan Donato is good. I think he could be a very good player for the Wild. Right now, he is not that. Victor Rask. I don't think he's that either. Right, but Bruce and is trying again, to send a message to Ryan Donato. That's again, why Rask is out there. How many players on the Wild are good right now? Correct. Other than Jason Zucker. Other than Jason Zucker, and even even he and Brad Hunt. Brad Hunt. Oh well, all right. Double Sevs. We'll give we'll give double Sevs. We'll give double Sevs his own little little section. Uh, there's a lot to unpack on it, but like J- even Jason Zucker, who like one could reasonably claim is has been the best forward on the team yep. so far. Um, even he's having trouble finishing his chances. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just so much wrong with this team. They can't score from their forwards. They rely so often on redirections and getting those greasy goals. And Bruce Boudreau even came out and said recently, like, yeah, we're not the type of team that's going to score those tic-tac-toe goals. We're going to score, like, the greasy, you know, those dirty goals. And it's just like, cool. But you can't rely what if you're on not, that What alone. if you're not actually following through on even the greasers? Yeah, What exactly. if you're fumbling the greasers, too? It's a problem. Yes. Like, they don't have any legitimate scorers. No. Like, and I know Parise used to be. I know, kind of, yeah, yeah, no, kind of, yeah. Parisi, Parisi, he's he's a he's a good player. He's an like, all around he good player who yeah. can score, but he's he, not a pure goal scorer. Yeah. Like it's just this whole thing, and then you got Kirill Kaprizov just destroying everything over in Russia, and and like oh, we God. Wild fans just like I know that's the one thing that they just are kind of taking with them right now. It's just like, oh, my God. And I, I would recommend to most people to not take that with you anywhere either. And I, I gave up on that situation a long time ago, and it drives me nuts to this day. because It's they, not a they, guarantee they, that he's exactly. going to play for And to while. be totally honest, based off of what we're seeing, why would he want to come here? Why would he want to join the NHL and join the Minnesota Wild when he has the option to run out and join with another team? We, 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 we saw that with Alexander Radulov, who is now, I believe, with the Dallas Stars. Yeah. But he was drafted by the Nashville Predators, was in the KHL for a while until he was older, and he came over for the uh, one playoff run for the Preds late in the season, and then he was a, a, an unrestricted free agent, left and I think went to Montreal. Like, 
I don't understand why everybody's like, Capri, he's coming. He's coming. I'll like, tell you why. why. He's not going to come here. Why would he? Well, I'll tell you why. Okay. Bill, my fucking Garen, baby. Yeah. He is the kind of guy who can convince a player like that. Can he? I believe he can. Okay. He kind of did something similar with Jake Gensel. Because when Jake Gensel, now obviously he's an American player, but- And when, from Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he is, isn't he? He is. <laughs> who isn't from Minnesota, Obviously. Really? <laughs> so when he was in college, basically he needed a little persuading to say, from Garen, to say like, hey, like you should go pro. You mm-hmm. should. Like, it's it's time. And then he ended up doing it, and guess what? He became Jake fucking Gensel. And so like, it's this whole thing- He's a player's, I was going to say player's coach. He's not a coach. He's a GM. But he knows how to relate to players. He knows how to get them on board. Sure. And you heard Matt Dumba early on. Obviously, this hasn't translated to the ice yet during the regular season. But Dumba came out and he was like, oh, yeah. Like, he gave us, like, a a speech before our first preseason game or whatever it was. Like, Mm -hmm. he made us want to run through a brick wall. Right. That being said. And I, I think Bill Guerin it, it is an excellent choice, and a lot remains to be seen because he's never had a full, a full his, GM yeah, position. Full time, yeah. I, I, I appreciate the Gensel example, but you're asking a kid, like you said, who's American, who's in college, not making any money, in theory, not speculate, but just saying, like, you're yeah. an NCAA athlete, <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're convincing him to turn pro. Kaprizov is a very different situation. He's getting paid a lot of money to play in Russia. You get paid more money to play in Russia oftentimes than you do here, at least for their big superstar players. They make a ton of money. And obviously, Russians and American hockey players have have, it's been a storied thing. There's there's stereotypes for Russian hockey players that I I don't necessarily always adhere to. But why would why would Kaprizov be like new GM? Different from the one I saw last year. Different from the one I saw two years ago. You're younger. I'm Russian. I don't speak English. I've never met. I I didn't meet the last GM. I I I don't think he met Chuck Fletcher when when Fletcher was over. I think Fletcher maybe met his parents and his agent. And and Russia and the KHL have a track record of trying to retain these players because that's it would make sense. They're homegrown players. You want them to play in their league, and uh, there's obvious draw towards the NHL. But I just don't understand why. Everybody thinks it's a foregone conclusion, even despite Bill Guerin being who he is, despite the organization and 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 the city of, of, of St. Paul and just the state of Minneapolis being what it is. I just feel like we're getting caught up a little bit too much in the Minnesota just aura. Yeah. The lifestyle. We think that everybody wants to come, if you're from Minnesota, that they want to come home and play here, that everybody wants to play in front of Minnesota's fans. That's not the case. No. That's not no, the no, case. No, no. Not, not exactly. Like... <laughs> All right. My thing is this: like, when Bill Guerin came out in his introductory press conference, and it might not have even been like the press conference itself, just like his first week of like dealing with the media and everyone pestering him with all these different mm-hmm. questions, he made it. He came out and he was like, "Yeah, like my top priority is to get Kaprizov over here. Right. Like that is the number well, one. That's, thing. that's the only thing that's really in the pipeline that." in theory, has the most potential to actually change right, things. Right, right. And I, so that's where I'm like, how much of it is just because of the situation that they're in and how much of it is because of the prospect? Right, exactly. And, like, for that reason, I feel like Kaprizov, it's not unrealistic for him to be coming next season. Mm-hmm. Even though, yeah, he does have the choice, like, he could re-sign with, in the KHL. 
and he could stay in Russia, and then he could. Or the a- KHL could make it difficult for him to get in contact exactly. with these people. This happens all the time. Uh, yes, yeah, it, but <sighs> I don't know. The, this whole everything about the Minnesota Wild gives me headaches right now yeah. at this moment. I like, suppose, and Kaprizov does represent some glimmer of hope to the future. Exactly. So I guess I shouldn't be so hard on it in terms of the way I'm presenting it to our audience. But on the inside. It is all black. Yeah. It is all black and dead and It's hard not to be. Yes. How, like, why? What What good is there going on right now? Like you said, aside from Kaprasov, the, the prospects pool is, like, knee deep. There's, mm-hmm. like, they're rebuilding. There. They're rebuilding. Then they've had it. They've, they've got... It's it's no secret that they've shipped off a ton of of draft picks over the last few years, and now they've had a couple of years to start to restock it. But what the first d- round pick that they took last year is it had like what three points? The yeah. Swede, like the Swedish defenseman who was like five eleven and one hundred and fifty pounds, soaking wet. Yeah. Wait, which which prospect? I don't know. They're whoever their first overall pick. Matthew well, Boldy was their no, first. not this year. The year before. Oh, oh, okay. that one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I was about to say Matthew Boldy. I think he's. I he think could he's be a good. Swede. I'm pretty sure he's a Swedish defenseman who yeah. did not do a lot, and they reached for him like he was a second, a rated yeah. second round oh, talent. They took I remember, him like, yeah, 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 I know yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. But like, I don't know. It, like to me, they're right now. I feel like they're doing like this soft rebuild. Do a hard rebuild. Go for it. Suck. Lose for Lafreniere, baby. Let's do it. You right. know, like but Craig quit has, for Quinton. Craig has to sign off of, on it, and he's not in that mindset. He's yet. not. And hopefully, Bill Guerin is doing uh, his best work in terms of really bringing this to a level of honesty of what exactly is in the cupboard. What can we make out of this? Do we need to go to the grocery store? How many runs do we need to do? How many bags? There are so many different things going into the fact to why this team is so bad right now that uh, that can be fixed now right but also in the future and and that's what i mean it's such a big big job the minnesota wild are the only team in the nhl that does not have a point they don't have a single point i knew that i didn't know that they were they're the only one they're the only one let me let me you know what i'm gonna look it up just to confirm they're the only team in the nhl without a single point this season and uh brutal for the state of hockey that's not good we're born a child of the strong and wild (laughs) wait wait. the state of hockey there we go yeah i was waiting for that so i heard that song for the first time i know i'm the one that showed it yeah you showed it last week and you laughed it's great it's in the worst way it's It's awful and that's what makes it great it's awful it, it's okay. It's an okay. So I have a soft spot for it because obviously that's why they did it when they, when they brought the Minnesota Wild back or not back into the existence, brought it into existence in the year two thousand. But it's just funny because it's just it's such little brother syndrome. It's we are so plagued as Minnesotans, and it's just it's it's exhausting. It's exhausting to constantly be negative and to constantly yeah. just think about well. You know, I do want to support this team because I really like hockey and I really I like this player, I like this player. But it's the stress, the the added like health detractions. Because you just think if you're gonna sit in stress all season about this and freak out, that adds up on your body. All of these things add up. Yeah, that's a legitimate health choice. I know. Why do you legit- do this? Your mental health is going to be challenged. Do you, do you by chance know the attendance for the first game? Well, I'm guessing it was there? sold out. I, Always I, I is. Bet it was. I bet you it was. I bet it was. And honestly, like I feel like most teams, and it probably was. It probably was sold out. I yeah. guarantee you, there weren't all. There weren't 
sold out butts in the seats. I can tell you that right now. Confirmed. Yes. Zero points. They're the only team with zero points to start the and season. And then so they're far. what? They're gonna. They're on another long road trip. They have that one home game, and they're, they're yeah. They have like three home games in the first month. Yeah. And now this Monday, Tuesday, I can't remember which one. They got the Senators. Yeah. That, folks, is the litmus test. That, folks, is the dumpster fire test. If the if the Minnesota Wild don't beat the Ottawa fucking Senators, we got problems. We got problems. We have. Problems, right? And and you would think because like as a, as a former player, starting on the road uh, as much as they are obviously isn't ideal, but it is. It's it's kind of nice because you it allows you to bond as a team. It takes away the distractions. You don't have to worry about your significant others, potential kids, other distractions as you're trying to settle into the season. And it really like forces you to hang out with your teammates, which is something that this team has struggled to generate is that closeness, that gel, and that that we're really spoiled here in Vegas with and that team where it's like they're all brothers. And right, they're, they're, right. They're, you can tell that they're all legitimately friends with one another. And, and the Wild have been the direct opposite, and that's been – the same record since Mike Yo was still around. <laughs> Mike Yo. And so <laughs> that that away trip to start out the season you would think would be a really good way to gel, but when it's going as poorly as it is right now, it can backfire even worse. And that's where where do you think bottom is? Like, do you really think that they could be the worst team in the NHL this I season? I don't think they're that, but I they cannot. I be. don't think they, they have can too be much either. Ta- like they are I know like they're not playing well right now, but they do have talent on the team. Yeah, like, like Eric Stahl, for what for how looked, bad he's playing, this, but he looked much better. There's no way Pittsburgh, that he can sustain that level, or I should just say that low of a level yeah. of play. All these guys cannot be this snake bitten all at once for the whole year. But what do you think is the actual true bottom? Where's the bottom of this well of sadness? Top bottom five team in the league, like easily. Right. Like, Legitimately I, challenging for a big time lottery. Right spot. now, right oh, I, I think they're a lottery team anyway. Right. They're not and that's top folks, sixteen, I'm right? I'm t- yeah. Yeah. For any team that doesn't make the playoffs. Any I team say. that doesn't make the playoffs is a lottery team. Folks, I'm just telling you right now, the team not it's not fucking making the playoffs. I'm just right. telling and you. It's right not now. like the like, Wild have a propensity to move up in the draft like say the Chicago Blackhawks did this year when they were up spot ahead of the God wild forbid. and then they jumped up to what the fourth yeah, overall God pick forbid the the Blackhawks they're so are they, bad you know, for you know one Ryan, year. Ryan, they've just been they have not they, they don't have anything in Chicago. They don't win. They need. They need to bring that fan base to get back together. There's no. There's no culture of winning. There's no n- savior or two or three or four. Zero saviors. Stanley Cups, obviously Zero. for the Chicago Blackhawks. They are so suffering. They, they, we are spoiled as Minnesotans compared compared to the Chicago yes, Blackhawks. We're so spoiled. Yeah, it's annoying. Amazing. Annoying. I mean, it's not I like they were it. ever given the first overall pick before. I it's cr- I it's hate just crazy. The Blackhawks. They deserve another first overall pick to be given to them. I hate them. That's why I was like, should, give it to Colorado. I'm like, Colorado doesn't even deserve It's the Senators' pick, but, but they're, the, that, they're the ones well, that fleeced them. That they're would the just one, be they, funny. The, senator, the Senators agreed to it. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Colorado Avalanche back in the day, that'd fan. Be, like, hell yeah, let's go. So, I so badly wanted them to get Jack Hughes just because. Oh, I know. They still be, walked away with a hell of a player, yeah, too. Cal, or, uh, not Cal McCart. Yeah, uh, he was already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. Kale, they, Cal McCart. Is it Kale or Cal? I have no okay, I'm going to call him Kale. but like we're singing it, a lot today and obviously right, yeah i know obviously like we, we were just 
being sarcastic with the whole Chicago Blackhawks thing. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> you genuinely want them to get that first. They, they could burn. They could burn the whatever. I don't even. What's their rink called again? It's not. What's what is it called? United the Center. United Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn it to the ground. Oh well, yes, no, yeah, like burn it. for sure. It's like we when we were saying like, oh yeah, like you know, suffering fan base bullshit. They they're not suffering. yes. Like the Wild need at this point, considering that they will, will they will be a lottery team. Mm-hmm. Nothing would be better for them to get first overall pick and get Alexi Lafreniere. For those of you who don't know who, Le- Me? who Alexi no Lafreniere is, no idea who he is. is. Don't care. I'm a prospect nerd. You're I a love prospectus nextus. I love. <laughs> yeah. I love learning about about the prospects and everything, even way before the draft. Like right now, I'm already doing a ton of uh, research on. Um, who is going to be available, how they're doing right so now. So many social events that you're obviously passing up on to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, today is Sunday, so by the time you're hearing this, it might be uh, past or whatever. But um, on Monday, tomorrow for us, um, I will be releasing a uh, an article about some of the top prospects available in this draft because guess what, folks? That's relevant. Start your Minnesota scouting Wild. reports early. Time to get going on the scouting reports, baby, because uh, yeah, one of these players will probably be on the Minnesota Wild come June when the draft takes place. So absolutely, um, it's just this whole thing, man. Uh, so I, I can't even talk. It's just this whole thing. I part of me, re- if they get, if they were to get Alexa Lafreniere, I know you don't know who Alexa Lafreniere is, but mm-hmm. he he has drawn comparisons to Sidney Crosby. He's not Sidney Crosby. I'll say that right now. But he is a franchise-changing player. Well, in that case, the Wild will be down to the final three picks, then pick third. Possibly. Most likely. With but! A, with with but, draft luck in this town. Even if that does happen, this year's draft is so loaded. Yep. They could get the sixth overall So you're pick. saying they should load up on picks for this year and front load the hell out of their draft. It's almost as if I'm saying... Full on rebuild, doesn't it sound? It's so weird. As if I'm it's so that. weird how a full on rebuild has steps, and yet simple steps that can be followed, long term, obviously, but very doable. Very, and, and considering what the current temperature of the water is over there, I should say the hour ice, the temperature of the ice over there. Right. It's it's simmering. It's absolutely, and I think this whole thing could devolve into something real ugly. Yeah. Not 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 so dissimilar to some of the feelings that a lot of the Minnesota sports fans were probably feeling about the Minnesota Vikings a couple weeks ago when Stefan Diggs was missing practice and Kirk Cousins was apologizing to Adam Thielen and all that stuff. And then right. we went against the Eagles today, obviously. We are Eagles. It wasn't like we went to a bar together and I took obviously not. like 10 minutes of Snapchat. I don't even know, what, fo- I don't even know what football is. I don't no, know what you're, you're even talking about. No, you're fine. I've never heard of the sport football. So tell me this. If you had to rank on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the hottest seat, like, near Hoover Dam. Concrete. How hot is Bruce Boudreaux's seat It has seat to right be now? 8. It has to be an 8. At least an 8. Really? And listen, I, I like Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux a lot. Everyone does. I think he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. I love that he's an honest coach. Mm-hmm. For media people, he's amazing. He's Like, you can't get much better. Oh, he's than a Boudreaux. highlight reel. Because if you have a question for him, not only is he going to answer it, he's going to get, he's going to tell you every yep. single thing. Sound on bites his mind. for days. He's just fantastic when it comes to media, um, but he is a, I think he is a good coach, mm-hmm. and I think he, I mean, he has a long history of taking teams that aren't exactly amazing 
and turning them into a contender. Look at what he did with the Ducks. He went over to Anaheim and he turned them. Well, now they were good for a while, but he kept them going. He mm-hmm. made them a competitive team for longer than may- perhaps they should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I really do think that Bruce Boudreau is a very good coach. But if they don't start winning some games, something man, has to change. Something has to change. Like they don't. Bill Guerin does not have a choice if they don't start winning games pretty regularly. Like if, well, he right. might not have a choice because that choice might have been taken away from him. You have to convince Craig. Right. That's you, true. That, yeah. He's the one that really is making the decisions and the only common denominator across this entire history of, of this team when, after he bought, bought it. And all of this crap that's kind of devolved and all of the, the fact that they're not in a full rebuild is directly because of Craig. Because he, he thinks that they can win. Well, right that, now. but he doesn't want to see the XL half empty, even though it's almost there already, probably. Yeah. He, that's what he does. He doesn't want to lose, see if that mass exodus that he saw about 10 years ago when if they were really bad. If that's his main worry, then holy shit, did he fuck this entire thing up so right. bad. Like, and I, I know a lot of people, I've seen, I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of Wild fans talk about uh, Leopold, like, like Redskins fans talk about Dan Snyder. Like, uh, I, I wouldn't go that far, but he just, I, I've Dan seen it Snyder's from a couple a, people. I'm not right. saying it's a general consensus, right? But I've Dan seen Snyder it. has a lot of other things off the field, yes, away no, from I the agree. office yeah. that the I, yacht. that I, yeah, well just, and <laughs> the just there, there's a lot of controversy that, that follows that franchise and the around name, a lot. the name, all that yep, stuff. Yep. Yeah. But in terms of just being, I don't want to say ignorant, but just having this outright refusal to accept the truth of yeah. what it is and just trying to squeeze out every la- and I get it I get why he would be nervous about how people are going to exit the the building in terms of the fans but the thing is about Minnesota is that we they will come back we'll, we'll if if the product is worth seeing they'll go but this is not a product worth seeing right now and it probably won't be for a little while but it's better to take your lumps now than than to compound all of these bad feelings that that building was dead to start last night. That's what that's the, from what my understanding of, of of what people were posting on Twitter, videos that I saw. Before there's the no excitement started. from the fans. Yes. And this is your home opener. This is your home opener. Get excited. I, exactly. Start breaking and shit. So by by <laughs> Start by chugging beers. By extending this, by keeping this thing alive, it's just. It's making it worse. You're going to end up losing and alienating fans some to the point where they're not going to come back. They're not going to they're not going to stick around for the rebuild because there's plenty of other hockey watching options just due to technology and just due to where they are. Like yeah. they, they, they Oh god, it's, someone it's could be like someone could be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm this team sucks. I'm just going to become a Red Wings fan now." Right. And then like, right. you know. And it's not like the the team itself has had as strong of ties to the community as say the North Stars had back in the Right, day, right. Which is obvious and 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 the Wild can't help it, but they can they can help bolster their just do what the Rangers did two years ago. Say, hey, we're gonna fucking we're gonna, suck, and we're gonna release a letter to all of our fans saying we're gonna suck. The product isn't what it what up to our standards right now. We are taking every step necessary to make sure that we're gonna rebuild a, a team and a product that you're proud of to represent your city, and we want to be upfront about it with you and and accept where we are and look where they are now. And they're not winning the right, cup this right. year. I mean, in th- I don't think so. But they've taken steps. They're an exciting team again. The the New York metropolitan area is a buzz with with new talent on all right. three of their teams, and that's all we're lo- that's all I'm looking for as a fan. That's all I'm looking for as a Minnesota hockey person. It's just some straight up honesty of just being like, hey, 
it didn't work out. We went for it, and thank God that they did because it, 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 without Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, we're not all the bad stuff that's happened doesn't happen, but all the good stuff that has happened doesn't happen right, either. Right, right. But they they gotta they just have they have to, and I just hope that this losing streak or or this season will allow that kind of thought and feeling to settle within Craig, and and I hope it doesn't get so bad that it's a complete just dumpster, but there needs to be some sort of a gut punch for him. There has to be some sort of a line. That they need needs to, to do something yes. to get the fans excited. Anything. Because right now, like like we were saying, they're going to stop coming to games. They yep. will. Yep. They will stop coming. And they'll let them know, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, they're right, not I'm, an apathetic fan base. I'm going to use this as, as an example, okay? The Flyers. So, like, I grew up I grew up a Flyers fan. I yep. still pay attention to them a little bit. Yep. Like, they're, they're coming off a objectively horrible season yep. with Dave Haxtell as coach. They fire uh, Ron Hextall, their GM. They fire Haxtell a little later on. So now they have a new GM, Chuck Fletcher. You might have heard of him. They have a new head coach in Elaine Vigneault. Lots of changes Plus going on. Plus a couple on. other head coaches that we all know pretty well as yeah. well. Lots of changes going on with them. And you know what they decided to do? They opened up a rage room in their arena. Genius. A rage room. Genius. Just li- little things like that. This is the only credit I'm going to give to the city of Philadelphia or any of the franchises involved with that city, in, <laughs> for, for at least today. Little things like that, the rage room, their social media has been much more, like, snarky. Yep. Much more just, like, taunting all the other yep. teams. Like, they were just constantly. They're holding your attention in different yeah, ways. exactly. They were Dunking on the Devils on Twitter uh, last. Oh my God, Wednesday. that sign that Gritty oh, did with gritty. the with the PK Subban with the and Lindsey Vaughn and I share obviously a name, but <laughs> yeah, share the right. spelling of the name too, which is a more uncommon spe- spelling, but the correct way to spell it. And I was just yeah. like, this is the greatest tweet that I've ever seen. And right, I, I hate feel like, but this is great. Right, it, it, like something needs to give here. Yeah, like and you know what, the Wild already got a fucking puppy, so that's out the window. They need to find Could something they get the else. Puppy a puppy. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Or, you know, just get puppies. Puppies. Plural. They, they Many should, puppies. Hey, Minnesota Wild, maybe you should take whatever rage room or non-rage room that you have and make it a puppy a room. A room full of we, cute they do, puppies. They do that, in col- they do that when I was in college during finals week. They would have animal shelters yeah. bring in dogs that you can come pet because it's uh, we all like know about, the, about yeah, the benefits yeah. of, of dogs and how much they help with a bunch of different issues and and maybe that's something that they need to offer fans is that you need you, there's a puppy room to make you feel better. Yeah. yeah. If they take this, if they take that idea and run with it, I want to cut. I want to cut. I I I gave the idea they can they can have it. I'll uh, say that I, I would I'll, like right. to be acknowledged. I'll say this, our friends over at Broad Street Hockey, um Steve Jaco and friends and, and it, with quotes. <laughs> Steve Jaco and Craig Forsyth, they they host a uh, and you might know Craig Forsyth. He also writes for us, Hockey Wilderness. Um, I believe he actually has a couple articles coming up this week, so look out for those. And his last name is almost a Pokemon. How yeah, cool is exactly, that? Exactly right. Um, they actually on their podcast show Fly Purbly on Broad Street Hockey Radio. They were talking about how, and this is weeks ago. This is before the Flyers announced that they had opened up or that they were installing a rage room within the arena. Yeah. They were like, oh, man, you know what they should do? They should have a, a rage room and they should take all of, like, the old things that, like, you know, like make statues of unruly fans from the Flyers past, like, 
Like, take the stink bomb that the one Flyers fan threw on the ice that one time back in, like, 2009. Yeah. Put it in, like, a case. A Sorry, glass I missed case. that event. <laughs> That's genius, though, or, like, all the missed championship uh, windows and yeah. stuff like that. You can literally miss championship windows. I'm a genius! Yeah. So Why am I not marketing? So, God! So teams do have a history of stealing ideas from people with See? good ideas. Yeah. So We're idea people. That's what we do. It's just, man, there are just so many things that could just be so bad this year. I mean, the team already is bad, but then like you, if the I, over under, let's, let's just over under Bruce Boudreaux. Does he stay? Is he the coach of the Minnesota wild at the uh, trade deadline? So where's the over and the under or, or like, is he, does he, the odds that he's guess, still coaching at the trade deadline. I guess yes or no. Is he the? Uh, yeah, that was a weird over. Yeah, you're it, you're mixing gambling yeah, concepts. Yeah. It's okay. Yes or it's no? Okay. Yes or no? Is he the head coach of the Minnesota Wild at the trade deadline? I think so. You think so? I think so. Uh, just because of of how much support that he's received from Craig, and when uh, obviously he Fenton tried to fire him last year, he tried to. Yep. And and Craig said uh, no. And before the season started, Craig doubled down on the fact that, but he's still, this is his final year of his contract. Uh, if anything, I would think that they would have him play out the rest of his contract and then revisit that, it yeah. the next yeah. next year if they're if they would like to retain him as coach or as a different as a different role within the organization, which which happens to a lot of a lot of coaches when they're taking a step back or whatever else. Right. And it uh, does make sense. You know, it does make what? sense to let him play out the final year of his contract because then it's just like, yep, we're, you know. We were awful this year. We're going to let right. you go. And then you can have an actual head coaching search yeah. where, like, like, don't do what some teams give do. Give it the one last college try. Yeah. Literally like, give him every every opportunity to make uh, a case for himself to continue to coach this team. And I don't I don't think that it's all on – the performance of the team is all on him by any way, shape, or form. But there's also, like, who else are you going to go get? Like, if you were going to go get a new coach, it was it was last year, and you're like, oh, Coach Quenville's out there. Like, why don't we go kick the tires right, on right. him? And granted, there's been obviously across all sports leagues, younger coaches are being hired, but I just don't know if if Garen has like a Rod Brindamore, who's the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes now, in his back pocket of someone uh, that he has in mind that maybe we don't know because. Th- the the NHL just recycles either old coaches or now they're they're trending into bringing some new blood in. But there's just not a ton of options that at least I'm familiar with that would be a considerable improvement over Bruce Boudreau. Yeah, like he's coached a ton of games, he's won a ton of games, he knows this organization. Let him coach out the year. If it sucks, it sucks. But at least it's 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 his it's his plate. Right. Just give him right. just give him that, and then revisit at the end of the year because things could change. Like we mentioned on the last Hockey Wilderness podcast. Where were the Blues and at Christmas time last year? Exactly. The Wild yeah. are not the Blues. No, they're not. And I'm not saying they couldn't become the Blues because we never really truly know. But that's that's the point. Is that I, you know, they, I think like it's I one thing. It's one thing when you're when you're letting go of a Mikey Yo type ver, uh, versus Bruce Boudreaux. That's yeah. a very different type of decision. Yeah. I. My thing is this. Wait till. I agree. I agree with huh? you. I th- I Thank agree. You. He should stay in the whole year oh, because I, is. I you're not. Let's be real. You're not going to find a better coach out there just lying on the street right, right now. You know. I think you wait till the end of the season if they really are. And 
and he loses control. I don't think. I do not think they really are going to be the worst team. No, in the NHL. I, I, agree I don't with you. see that because no. they have so much talent. No, um, and veteran leadership and it. Like the Eric Stahl, Matt Zuccarello, Suter. Like they are not going to let this no. shit continue. Like no. I cannot imagine. How have they not had a closed door meeting yet? Oh well, they could have. They just probably haven't <laughs> told us about yeah, it. And they've been on the road a lot, so there's plenty of opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. Uh, yeah, it'll be. There's there, there's another added benefit of the of the uh, elongated road trip to kind of start the season is that for for it being as bad as it is, it's almost better that they're on the road because then End you're dealing with a lot a less media. Yeah. And and you're dealing with a lot less pressure, a lot less fan interest right now. Yeah, and then and, later on you right. have all these home games, like I, w- I would assume some nice home stands, hopefully. So um, Right, but that's but, not a saving grace that much. Everybody's like, well, we'll have a lot of home games. Well, who's the worst home team in the league last year? The Wild. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it, now they're they're dropping them at, 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 on the road like it's their job now too. Well, right. they're dropping everything like it's their job, but that's the thing. There there isn't a stronghold spot for them right now. But it all starts with one game, and they have to. That, that's how they have to look at. That's how as a hockey player, if they you have can to take win game one game. game, one game that might be like their Super Bowl or something, and then it just snowballs into a string of wins. You know what right. I mean? Right. And then we're back to square one where they're five hundred. You never Hockey's know. Hockey's weird. Momentum. You never know. Yeah. It's sneaky. But I will say this. Do you think that this should be Bruce Boudreaux's last year? Because for that, I will say yes. As much as I like him, you got a new GM in Bill Guerin. Yep. Perhaps he wants to bring in one of his guys to be the head coach. Sure. I know that's a very hockey man mentality or whatever, but you know what? I mean, I, I get it. I understand it, you know? And especially he doesn't when you really have guys yet, though. Yeah, but if you're going through a thing like this, Changes have to be made. Yeah. They do have to be. And who knows? Maybe something insane will happen this offseason where the Lightning just, like, fail to, you know. Yeah, and they're, like, they trying can't to get ship off Steven Samkos or something. Yeah, or, like, just something crazy happens. Yeah. John Cooper now, like, I don't think this will happen. But, like, next thing you know, John Cooper is available as head coach. Yeah, he was brought in Go mid-season. get John Cooper. He was brought in midseason. Yeah. Like. Most coaches are these days. Right. So, because there's just so such a little patience in, right. in hockey. So I, I, I could. It's a fifty-fifty for me because I, I, I want to keep him because I think he's a good coach. Uh, obviously familiar, like I just said, but also there has been so much turnover with this team over the right, last few right. seasons. So for just continuity, that has reasons, to end this season. That what, has the to turnover? end. Con- yes. Turnover. Yes. There needs to be continuity yeah, with this team and, because and, there is none. And that's where, like, his experience, the amount uh, the amount of games that he's coached, he's seen everything. So mm-hmm. if you're going to have someone that's taking you through a rebuild, I would much rather have someone who knows what they're doing, but that might not necessarily be the best fit for the team and for the, per- and for the players that they're trying to do because at the end of the day, the biggest thing that is important as a, as a hockey as a head hockey coach is your relationships with the players. If he doesn't command the attention, the respect, or if he loses the the locker room, or if the locker room devolves and he's unable to kind of regain control of it, then yes, you definitely have to look at, look at moving on. But I don't think any of the players in that locker room would say that Bruce is the problem or that Bruce needs to be fired or even having a ton of complaints about him which is much different than say 
that they had when Mike Yo was the head coach here, which obviously that whole mutiny thing that that happened a few years ago. Right, right. And so I don't think – I think he has a much better relationship with his players. And, and so I think they would, some of them would welcome him back. But there's a whole season to play out or half season, whatever, whatever kind of runway he's working with. But – I mean, I could see why, yeah, you could move into a, d- a different direction too. And that's where I was talking to you about this last night. Mike Madano. Guys, yeah, I mean, honestly, I thought that he would have been in line for the GM job if they would have retained Fenton for another year. That was my thinking. But then obviously he was fired. They bring in Garrett. I could see Mike Madano trying to get into coaching. I could see why they would want to start him in the organization so he ha- where he is now so he gets a good full look of guy. what's going on. And, you know, it's a recognizable name as well. So Crazier things have happened. Yep, crazier things, but things have to transpire more. Matt Zuccarello. Yes. Not a great start for him. Are you concerned? No. Four games, zero points, minus six. Plus minus is, can be a dumb stat sometimes, but this is yep. the, minus six. Is yep. <laughs> I'm pretty le- bad. I'm less worried about him because he he's still really new and he's still gelling. Like when these core players on the wild aren't scoring like they're not right now, they at least have familiarity with one another. Even if they even if they've only played on a line for parts of different seasons, parts in the past. of a period. Yeah, they keep getting shuffled but around. Zuc- Zuccarello, I know, is always going to be busting ass, is always going to do the little things right, right. and is a heart and soul guy of this team. And I'm not saying there aren't other players like that on this team, but when you have those things already going for you, that's half the battle. Eventually the bounces are going to start coming your way. He just needs to find the confidence in himself and and, in his line mates and and his line mates in him for, for that success to kind of, but it's just weird because he's an older guy, but he's new to the team. And so it's a little bit of a different uh, addition than what the, what this franchise is used to. Usually it's just we're adding young guys and they're coming up and then the vet guys kind of stayed unchanged. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic, but it's just surprising because he's one of five players on the Minnesota Wild who still have yet to register a single point. Sure. That includes Nick Sealer. He could be a band aid. Pl- he's probably their band aid guy. Right he now, might, yeah, like that includes Nick Sealer, Ryan Donato, Carson Soucy, Jordan Greenway. He he needs to get going. He has to get going. He's a huge part of this team's future. If Jordan Greenway doesn't get his shit together in the next few months, he's seriously, you have to he's wonder seriously he's, wonder. I I wonder for his NHL his longevity of his NHL. I career. agree. I do. Like I'll be honest with you, just basic. And again, I know it's early. Yeah. All that. I would not be shocked if he gets sent out of the AHL at some point. This no, time. but I'm also saying where like he just they move him and he never he just he has yet to show that next level mental toughness of being like I'm playing like shit I need to change that I'm going to change that starting with this shift right here right he doesn't he hasn't shown that yet and he might he might possess that but like I was saying and you are who you are until you show us otherwise take take a wild guess good pun who 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 leads the Minnesota wild in points through four games my get my guess your guess there's a lot of stars on this team. So many stars. So many shooting stars. So many shooting stars. So many from the north. Point. So many north stars. So many shooting team. stars from the point, which is probably where most of those are coming from. So I'm guessing good old double sevs. Brad fucking Hunt. Brad Hunt, baby, is leading the team yep. in points. Yep. He's got four. Is that a problem? I love Brad yes. Hunt. Yes, yes. I love Brad, and I will stand on my soapbox yeah. and, and say, and I probably said on this podcast, and I've said, I've certainly said it on the Nightcap podcast that I do, and you should definitely listen to because there's plenty of Minnesota connections on the Nightcap podcast. 
Uh, when he was brought up to, to Minnesota last year after being picked up from Vegas, I was like, this guy is good. Like, this guy is – he can get shots through. He's, He's not calm perfect. At the point. He's not perfect, but – he does. Have he doesn't some... put pucks into the people's shin pads, which I was like, yeah, "Thank exactly. God!" Yeah. And clearly, he's he's continuing to generate offense for him and, and and to help out the team. But when that's your leading fucking scorer, come on! I know he's a he's a third pair D. Yes. He's a third pair defenseman. It's it's concerning that he is leading the team in points, but you know what? He deserves it. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's yep. filling his role. Is he an amazing third line defense or third pair defenseman? N- even for that role, maybe not. Right. He's not. But he's that the great. high water mark right but now. But right now, he's doing every. And my God, he's just. Thank God he's in that locker room. Him and Jason Zucker. He is just. Thank a, God both of those guys are in that locker room like, this year. My I, God. I've, I've never spoken to Zucker before, but if there's one thing I know about Brad Hunt, is he is a shining light of positivity. Yep. And if there's Beloved. one thing, if there's one thing the Wild need right now, it's some something positive. Yeah. Anything. And that's that's obviously why we do the podcast is to bring the positivity. Exactly. Hockey wilderness. After we just Positive spent like vibes. after we spent like 30 minutes it's just fine. destroying the team. Hey, <laughs> we won't do it if they don't give us a reason to do yeah. it. Yeah. Start winning Straight games. Straight up. That's all you have to Play do. Play better. Easy. That's yeah. easy, right? Score goals, let in let in fewer. Devin Dubnik, stay in your crease, stay in your own head. Leave people alone. You got plenty to work on. Keep making those flashy saves. It though. wasn't it, even though lot, not most necessary. of those goals last night were not his fault. But we all know there were a that, that he were has a propensity to get involved in the shenanigans with other players on other teams and getting distracted. And mm-hmm. he needs to just focus on doing things as well as he can because he needs all the help he can get for his game and in front of him defensively too. Because it's just it's it's. A dumpster. Fire. Yes, and I've used that reference like six times, but I'm sorry. But I'm you know, not. that sometimes when you're talking about dumpster fires, you just gotta yeah, just you just gotta admit it straight. Everybody up. has to do some. Ryan Suter said in his quote last last or last night after the game, not one person in that locker room can look at themselves and say like, yeah, I'm playing pretty well. I'm yeah. bringing my A game for every game for the entire game. Right, right. Take it twenty one shift at a time, or as Jordan Sparks would say, one step at a time. That's right. There's no need to rush, but there is, because otherwise you guys are going to be in the bottom of the league, and that is a shame. It is. We don't want to be the shame. Can't be the state of hockey, the bottom of the standings. We might, we might have to take that name away from ourselves. If all right, so we talked about this a little earlier, but I do want to kind of just, just to uh-huh. rehash it because I just had an idea, See? which rarely happens. What? Um. Let's pretend the Wild do end up being one of the bottom three teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting a top three pick in the draft. Sure. This draft is loaded with talent. Uh-huh. So if they get one of those top three players, that player is going more than likely, barring something like uh, like just awful happening, that player will likely be very, very, very good. See? How much do you think this team needs someone like that? Well, I mean, even, even, not even, not even, even for an immediate impact, but just hope. And this is what we were talking about with Kaprizov, someone to just provide a glimmer of excitement. Well, yeah, and that's that's the whole point of why you have the worst teams in the NHL picking where they are. You 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 reward mediocrity in a way, but that's that's how you get it started. And and I think that's something that's definitely been missing from this franchise that I spoke about earlier is where they're just there hasn't been a bona fide big time first round pick that's worked out from outside of Marion Gabrick. 
Like, yeah. and that's the first yeah. one they made 20 years ago. Like, other than that, you that that's that's the only one that has had the hype and lived up to it. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, it's either been hype and no payoff, or no hype and no payoff, or guys from late rounds or other trades that have been made in the past, like Charlie Coyle. Like, we didn't draft him. San Jose did. But we traded Brent Burns for him, along with Devin Setaguchi and Danny Heatley. Gronland. Yep. When was he? When was he drafted? He was, was, dra- he? He was a first-round pick, I, that, that, as you literally just destroy my argument he was he's the only other i think first round pick that has transparent but he's he even him like i mean he's not even even on the team anymore and granlin i know that people love granlin and i know that he has obvious talent is it it granlin or granlin both okay good um say granlin for me he never lived up to potential here when he was here and he, he, he hasn't. Season. He had the one season yeah, where that when it was him. magic with Ugh. he, Jason Zucker, and 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 Mika Koivu. Right. And but outside of that, and I know he does a lot of stuff that doesn't end up on a score sheet. And, but even still, when before he came over, all the highlight that the only highlight that was played over and over and over was him at World Championships putting the puck on his stick and lifting it and putting it under the crossbar with the puck on his stick. You know, from that crazy goal, one of those highlight where you're just like, that doesn't seem like it's possible physically, not in terms of athleticism, but like physics. Like, how yes, how are you able yes. to do this in this quick amount of time? And so with that goal playing over and over and, and that hype building him up, it took him a while to get going. And then you had that and, and he, he produced. He was a consistent, a consistent contributor to the team. He has that one shining season. But otherwise, still, like, he was touted as a superstar. Right, yeah. He ain't a superstar. He's a star sometimes, but he ain't a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's not Marion Gabbert's level. I can tell you that right now. Marion Gabbert, back in the day, superstar. Who who are, like, who are the superstars now, I guess? I mean, you have the Mitch Martyrs. You have the Austin Matthews. You have the Sidney Crosby. Just them. Davids. Like, well, I mean, we uh, Cal McCarr. I think he's Kale or Cal, Cal, whatever the defenseman for the Colorado Avalanche. I think is going to be a very, very good defensive prospect. He came on and played a few games down. The uh, Wild the don't stretch. have any superstars. Uh, no, they uh, stars. Yeah, still superstars, even no. still, uh, we said this on the first podcast. I'm like Zach Parisi isn't a pure goal scorer. He makes his he makes his money picking up the garbage goals in front. The greasers. Mm-hmm. If that's your main offensive guy, there ain't no superstars then. Because yeah. superstars don't do that stuff. And I'm not saying that it's a bat like he's lesser than, but he's just a different player. He's a more complete player. They don't have a game breaker. They never really have. Yeah. Because even Marion Gabbert, like, as good as he was, he he needed people around him too. Like, he wasn't – Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid can't even do it, and he's playing with Dreisaitl half the time. Right, exactly. And so that's the other thing too is and, – and the league itself is so much deep – deeper than it it has been in terms of talent pool like they're the the thing that separates the true superstars from the stars and the almost are very small little adjustments that that just separate them just a little bit yeah because everybody is good but yeah they've never really had that person where you're like if he's on the ice I'm not saying that I know he's gonna score but I there's there's that feeling in your gut where you're like, I feel like something good could happen. Like there's right, a good, right. there's a good chance that something good will happen. And they, that's why part of me, it. that's why part of me really does hope that they that this tank is for real. You know what I mean? That this, I mean, yeah, I want to see them play good hockey. Who wants to see? Who wants to watch a team lose every single game? No one yeah. wants to see that. Nope. But there is a good thing that can come out of that happening where you could 
maybe get the the chance to draft a an Alexi Lafreniere who right uh, like I was saying earlier he, he's that type of player yeah where when he comes in the league he is going to be a force I will say this I, I think the reason why everybody is being extra negative outside of the fact that they haven't won a game or have any points yet is I would be less concerned if the younger core wasn't struggling so much like the older guys I'm right, like I right. get it because they're older we know what's going on we know where the basement could go and we know the ceiling and they're not firing but like just the straight up not even goal production but just the way that some of these young guys are playing or just the intensity levels Cunning has seeing. not been good Cunning hasn't been good Greenway hasn't been good Donato obviously hasn't been Donato good Donato got scratched they're, they're Fiala not, hasn't been I we barely talked about Fiala and that's not yeah not, that's and that's a problem that's because, because we he forgot he's be a, on the team exactly <laughs> because he hasn't done and if they were playing better and even if they still weren't scoring but they we were seeing more life out of them things actually being generated happening different steps being taken in other areas of the game I would feel better but I haven't seen it. And granted, I'm not watching the games nearly as much as I have or as obviously some of the fans up in Minnesota have. But from what I've heard and what I've read, and I read pretty much the same thing everybody else does, it, it's it's been an all-around just complete letdown. And the way you get back to scoring is doing those other little things right, and that's what they need to do going forward. That's They have to micromanage this now to that point of being – I need to go out and have a good shift, meaning I got to make sure I'm good on stops and starts. Yeah. If that's what you're worried about at this level of hockey, at this point of the season, it's an issue. But the road forward starts with one small step. That's all you need. If you shoot for the moon, even if you fail, you'll land among the stars. That is too much. Pay it forward. <laughs> the, Dance the, like no one's watching. The Senators. <laughs> The Senators on Monday. Yeah. It's going to be a Juggernaut. Good, good old-fashioned noon o'clock Barn game. Barn burner, as we call noon it. Noon o'clock. Noon o'clock? Yeah. Noon o'clock. What day is this? Monday. Is that Columbus Day? It's Columbus Day. Is that a federal holiday? Guess who doesn't have off that day? Yeah, uh, boy, Ryan. I wonder That's if we who. have the day off on Monday. I should probably ask. I know I don't because- I'm kind of scared to ask. Reasons. That's life. Like I, I have a question that's of extreme importance, and I know that you would think it's extremely important, but yet I'm still too scared to ask because it could be mildly inconvenient for What's you. That? No, just this is just me going through deep dive of my of my oh. psyche. Sorry. I thought you were about to ask me my. Opinion I thought you were reflecting on our on our on our psychological yeah, shortcomings yeah, yeah. with this wild podcast. So, sorry, <laughs> I bad. thought you were about to my ask bad. me my opinion on Christopher Columbus. He's, no thanks. He 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 stole. He stole. All right, well, he didn't steal. He's he's a poser. That's what he is. He took he took the credit for discovering United States. Leif Erikson, man, that's the guy. Yeah, that's well, the guy right Columbus there. Columbus, just in general, other than the kind of a douchebag. Other than the, just like the heinous crimes yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know bringing smallpox here and yeah. whatever else. Other than that, bit of a piece of shit. Yeah, but, that's you okay. Know, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's celebrate him anyway. Yeah, it's fine. It gets off. Uh, we get, celebrate lots of things that shouldn't be celebrated. Gets in this us country. off of it's work. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Does it? It doesn't. You're not. You're working. Yeah, that's I don't true. know. I might yeah. be working. You're dead know. to me, Chris. If you're listening, Christopher Columbus. Well, he's dead to everyone. Technically, he has yeah. been for a while. Good. Yeah. Stay. <laughs> stay dead. Uh, Monday, we got the noon o'clock game against the Ottawa Senators. Guy, I, I said this earlier, guys. If they don't beat the Senators, in the Senator, like. The Senators have, I mean, they have earned points this year. If they don't beat the Ottawa Who Senators. Who do the Senators even have? Uh, 
Well, they do have Thomas Shabbat. Bobby Ryan. Thomas Shabbat. They have Bobby Ryan and Thomas Shabbat. That's what they have. Uh, That's what they have. Kachuk. The younger one. The other Kachuk. Um, That's it. <laughs> Dylan DeMello. Who? <laughs> Dylan great, DeMello. Great alliteration, but who? Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, Colin White's all right. Colin White's okay. Who? Yeah, like young. They're a, may, they're a team comprised totally God. of... Of either they, just awful uh, players or young players who may or may not be even NHLers. So, as as a person who discovered the game of hockey late and and you didn't and you didn't play and that doesn't matter. I'm not trying to like that. Play, I played whatever. roller hockey, but well, that doesn't count. Did you play so. better when you were pissed off or when you were calm? I do everything better when I'm pissed off. Interesting. Everything in my life. Do you I feel do like that's a common thing for? athletes or male athletes or you or what do you think is probably the norm in the in, in chill not the video game the actual chill yeah NHL. like what like what makes a player play better right because it, like i'm just thinking about tactics like if i'm bruce and they're playing this badly i'm like do i want to go in there and just be like fuck it let's get this going Actually, like, right. let me say this i don't think i perform better when i'm pissed off but i motivated yeah Buttons are pushed, but yeah, not too far. Like you've pushed my buttons enough, or I'm just like, all right, I'll. You've unbuttoned you. your flannel two buttons, and you 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 need it to be three because yeah. of your OCD. That, exactly that level of uncomfortability. Correct. Ah. Like when I get to that point, or, or if someone, let's let's pretend I'm playing a sport. Someone's just chirping. Nothing bad, but they're just chirping. My goal from that point on is to own them. Interesting. And. And that's I will own you. I will own you. You you belong to me now, kid. Or whatever. Person. Yeah. Let's not say you belong to me now, yeah. kid. <laughs> that sounds Let's really not weird. Do that. <laughs> Unless you're established that you are also a fellow kid. Hello, ki- what's up, fellow kids? What's up, fellow kid with the skateboard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's up, guys? What's up, fellow kids? God, how long have we been going at this? Almost an hour. Almost an hour. Almost an hour. It's just a wild man. It's it just makes me. It's sad. sad. It's me. <laughs> we both said to me. Sad, like, really. It really is just sad to yeah. talk about. It's very, very, very difficult. But maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe Ottawa is the first step of the long journey back to respect. Or it could be a loss against Ottawa, and then really it's just that's it. That's it's over. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, a few more games after that, but then it's over. Only a few. Only a few. Like what? 75. See. Yeah. Something like that. You're yeah, good. 75. You're, know, right on the dot. Mm. Are we done? Ish? Yeah, I'd say we're done. I I just can't even do it with this okay. anymore. So that, folks, is all the time we have for you right now. Uh this is ha- this has been. I can't talk today either. It's Neither okay. one of us can talk today. Okay. Um this has been episode number 2 of the Hockey Wilderness podcast. Go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow Hockey Night or Hockey Jesus, you can follow Hockey Wilderness on Twitter at Hockey Wilderness with one S. Uh, go ahead and find me on Twitter at RP underscore Quigs. And then, of course, Lindsay Brown. You can follow her at Lindsay Brown 35. Uh, that will be just about all, we, all the time we have for you, folks. We will be back at it again next week. And uh, hopefully we'll have more positive things to talk about. So uh, that'll just about do it. See you later, everybody.